You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P- please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Alright, welcome back, I guess, to the Boys of 161st Street episode 116. We are apparently an Orioles podcast, that's what the team looks like, so uh, yeah, this team, I mean it says it right there, if you're on the YouTube, the label is we suck, and we do suck, and we're not going to sit here, so if you think that this is going to be any silver linings or anything, maybe there'll be a few, but there's going to be a lot of angry Yankee fans talking, which I'm, I'm sure... If you turn this podcast on, that's why you're here. So let's vent and let's have a little therapy session together. But before we get into that today, I'm Luke Rella here joined with Murph, Chandler, and Damon. Got the names right this time. How are you guys doing? Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> let's Not just good. skip the how we're doing. Not doing well. Yeah. Okay, I'll answer for you. But <sighs> yeah, so there's a lot to unpack here. There's a lot we're going to talk about. The first thing that I kind of wanted to address was I was looking for, I went to the past two games, uh, Saturday and Friday. I don't know why I said it in reverse, but I was hoping for, and I said this in the last episode, I wanted a little, I was feeling Savages in the Box vibes. I wanted it to happen. Last time I was at Savages in the Box, it was against the Rays. It was a rainy day. I went to the game. It was, and it was, it was time for something like that, something to fire up the guys. And the only thing we got was two losses where we looked just as deflated as before if not more and now the way that Boone tried to kind of make it make it happen is apparently apparently he talked to the team right yeah he talked to the team and then we lost two I mean the only positive you can take away from him talking to the team is rather than losing by fucking six we lost by three and two like good job congrats you really got to him so I, I wanted to do our best guess as to because Clint Frazier said uh, he's a guy who's so chill when he does address us the way he did. Everyone should listen. He's not the kind of guy who gets so upset. It was needed. And then when they asked Boone, they said, hey, what'd you say in there? He said, that's for in there. So I wanted to do our best guess as to what we thought happened there and happened on the inside. So I'll start us off. And I think it went a little something like this. Let me know if this is pretty accurate, Chandler. So I think he said... Well, you know, guys, you know, you know, Jay Bruce, he, I think you were tired. Or, you know, I don't know if you want to be here. Who? He sounds like Mickey Mouse in my mind. I don't, I've never seen him get really angry other than the Savages in the Box thing, so let's continue. I don't mean, you know, Stanton, Stanton, Stan, I don't know what you think you're doing. Like, the ball has to be hit over the fence. You know, uh, Judge, are you okay? I don't know. I don't really know if you're hurt or not. I, I mean, what do you think he fucking said in there? I, I feel like uh, it was the most nonsense. Like, we suck. Yeah, obviously. What are you going to say that changes anything? What do you say 
as a guy that's like a player's coach that you're so concerned about everybody liking you that you don't like climbing anyone's ass. Like if Joe Girardi had a fucking conversation or Joe Torrey, that was a real like thing like that. I'd be like, Oh fuck. Okay. Things are real. But like Aaron Boone, like he's just a nice guy. I love Aaron Boone as a person, but I just can't seem getting mad enough to like yell other than just like, Hey Hicks, um, please don't strike out every other bet. Thank you. High five. <laughs> please and thank you. Like, Hey, uh, John Carlo, it would be really sweet if you could put a ball in play. Oh, wait, you're going to ground to – that's fine. Could you at least run, like, at least above walking speed to first base? No, you don't want to? That's fine. I don't want to offend you, but if you, if that, if you could, that would be sweet. Yeah, the thing, about, the thing about baseball is you can't just go in there and hype people up and tell them to get better. You know, in a football game, you could just go in there, bang a couple heads together, get them motivated, and then go out there and they play better. It's like in baseball, you know, it's... Is that what the Jets do? Uh, we've tried a lot <laughs> of things, but that's that's apparently not one of them. We're, we're taking the Yankee approach. We're, we're disappointed, and we're waiting for them to turn back turn it back on. At what point do you worry that they're not going to turn? I mean, I know it's 15 games in, and I'm not talking like for the whole season-wise, but like, what what if turning it on still isn't good enough? It hasn't been good enough for fucking 12 years now 11 years however long at what point is just the answer of turning it on not enough i mean listen we talked about it before we we didn't even bring up you know our panic meter we didn't even think it was remotely even close to being talked about and that the panic meter is something that comes out and it could be from zero no panic to everybody panicking it could be somewhere in between so even dusting off the panic meter doesn't necessarily mean we're panicked I would like to formally dust it off, if that's cool with with the group. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I think we're pushing like (laughs) five. Like I think the needle's kind of going up and down a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So the panic meter is just pretty self-explanatory. It goes from nobody panic, which is so I guess it was dusted off, and it's just always dusted off. But you know, we're we're touching it. We're we're moving the needle now. So I would put it at honestly, probably five, like you said, Murph. I'm. And it's not obviously we're going to get the people that say, oh, it's so early. And yes, it is super early. There's still, you know, 150 games or so left of the season, maybe a little less, but around that. And yeah, we shouldn't worry because there is time to make up the ground for sure. But the brand of baseball that I have seen is not one that looks very promising in any, in literally in any single facet of the game. The only thing I think that is relatively okay, that gives me some faith that, you know, we have something and we're not all, like bad on every single avenue is the bullpen looks kind of kind of good and not, it, they look pretty good. Doesn't matter but, if they don't have a lead. <laughs> yeah, the problem but if they don't have a lead, yeah, then it doesn't matter. And if we are like Garrett Cole threw another gem and he gave up three runs. Technically, it's not earned. He, there are a few errors. I don't two, even remember. Two were earned, I think. Two were earned. And it's just he's pitching his his balls off. He looks like the Grom out there and we're giving the Grom treatment. I said that before. While the game was going on and it just continued, we're just giving him no run support. And it's not just him. that For whatever reason, DeGrom just gets no run support ever. And other people do sometimes, at least now. But with, with Cole, it's just like we're not giving anybody run support. We're not giving not even just Cole. Like all of the pitch, like we're averaging three hits a game. Not three runs. It's, three hits. No. <laughs> I, let, me, let me give you one, just a number. One number. Eleven. That is how many hits we had in the entire series against your biggest division rival. That's a fucking joke. They had 11 hits in the first game against us. We had 11 total. 
How the fuck? Did they have 11 in the first game? They had 11 in the first game. We had 11 total over three. Yeah, and we also have... That's embarrassing. We also have one, gonna... one run in the first inning in the, we were the, the last the 15 games that we played. That. And that just happened. We still only have one, right? Yeah, right. and that yeah, just yeah. happened. Uh, but that was in the last year. Yeah, I don't know, yeah, man. It was against the Blue Jays, and like like I said, the panic meter, I'm not like jumping off a building yet. Like It's not the end of the world. This team's going to win games. They have plenty of talent. Eventually, talent will take over. My panic meter is for October. My, well, I mean, you would hope, but I, assuming I'm not going to go crazy yet because it's 15 games in, but my panic meters for October, and that's a nine for that late. Interesting. That's an interesting way to take it. Yeah. Well, because we've proven that this roster can handle the regular season, and yeah, they're shitting the bed now. Whatever, but this roster hasn't proven dick in October, and all they've done so far is just prove that more. And that's when it's important. I think they think that the fucking postseason is just a guarantee. And you can think that for a couple of games and be woken up, but nothing has woken them up yet. They're just like, oh, yeah, it's fine. We can lose 10 more and we'll still make the postseason. It's all good. But you can't do that for half a season. And then in August, wake up and be like, oh, shit, now we have to go on a historic stretch. Well, that's why my panic meter is so high. Like, obviously, we're playing like shit and it's really – uninspired baseball and that's a reason enough to panic but also boston looks good tampa looks good toronto looks good so even if we turn the burners on you know in the next month or two like it's not like they're gonna like make it easy for us you know they're Mm -hmm. they're actually pretty good teams the red sox are way better than i thought they were gonna be tampa bay still has some stuff even though they lost snell and morton like yeah i I don't know i mean tampa in particular before we move on past that tampa this is just, I mean, this is known. We've seen this on an everyday basis. But when you put the numbers together and just accumulate our last 22 games, it might be 23 considering, I don't know if this counts the last one, but the Rays have won 17 of the last 22 games against the Yankees dating back to September of 2019, which was Tampa's win over us in the ALDS. That's like, that was obvious. Like, no one was shocked when I read that out just now, but that is disgusting to a team that is. One of you, if not the biggest comp competitor in the past two years, and still right now, I mean, yes, the Blue Jays, I think, are a little better, and the Red Sox are apparently God's gift to the earth right now. I don't think that'll hold up, but their offense is always and has always was going to be good. It was the pitching, so I think the pitching will come back down to earth. And at the end of the day, I think it's going to be hopefully between us and the other two, not the Orioles, obviously. But that's just and another thing, too, while I was at the stadium. Obviously, shitty games to go to. I did not have any fun whatsoever. Good to be at the ballpark, but it was no fun at all. Fans were throwing balls in the field. I was not one of them, but and I don't condone that. Everybody was freaking out about it. Like it's very, it's, it is, a, it's an absolutely bad look, and I don't think it's a good look. I wasn't going to be a guy to throw it, but it's also a pretty bad look. You got to be pretty damn bad to get people to do that, and we're we are that bad. We're that bad that people would that would happen, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it says enough. It's like that, the Philly fans throwing fucking batteries at Santa Claus back in the day. That's like pretty I much know, what we're doing now. I know that Yankee fans are particularly, you know, we we, we tend to overreact. We you know we boo people. We booed a Rod, and he's a fucking you know steroids aside, he's a Hall of Fame caliber guy. I'm I mean, just saying, this is a, this is a fan base that can boo one of the greatest players in history. But when they're booing fucking Nick Nelson one pitch into the game, 
Yeah. Things are bad. Things I are bad. There. I mean, you blame us, though? I mean, no wonder we're playing on no, 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 no. I'm not blaming you. I'm not saying that that's a fu- – like, this team looks like shit. Anybody, and anybody well, that can charge that much money for a ticket, like, I expect at the very least for Aaron Hicks to be able to fucking field a bloop single to center field without kicking it to the second base. Twice. You Twice. Won- Listen. Play Little League league level baseball. That's all I'm asking. I'm not asking to win a World Series. Yeah, it'd be cool. I'd love to win a World Series. At this point, play fucking machine pitch level baseball. You wonder why they're playing so – maybe not bad. You know, I mean, obviously, baseball teams, no matter how good they are, go through patches similar to this. But you wonder why they're playing so uninspired. When every time somebody strikes out or every time, you know, Nick Nelson comes in or something, they're getting booed off the field. You can't feed off the crowd's energy that they've been waiting for for over a year when the crowd's energy isn't for you. It's against you. Yeah, but I, I would wonder why I they even, can't pull themselves out of that. No, I'm just yeah, I get it. It is kicking them while they're down. It. Yeah, it is how, kicking them while they're how down. How inspired of baseball can you play when you're getting booed every time something bad? You got to get to a certain special so level of bad to get the fans to boo like that. And I, I understand what you're saying. How, how New York, you don't. Well, they they were to, to be, be fair. To, to be fair, to boo. To be fair, they were booing from the start, and I was calling people out like, hey, why are you booing Stanton? We've talked about that on the podcast. At the point we're at now, I think boos are absolutely warranted. This is just I'm a not product. Saying they're not warranted. Yeah. I'm just I, saying I know you what wonder you're saying. why they're playing uninspired. Yeah, it's they're right at a point. Now, they're at a point you where you're so low. Booed. You deserve to be booed if you don't care. They don't look I I'm and I texted you guys this before the game the other day, before Cole's start. I'm pretty sure that Garrett Cole could go out there and throw a seventeen strikeout perfect game. And one, if we won, that would be a miracle in itself because that would mean we have to score a run. But um, the, if if he came out there and threw a perfect game, would they cheer like Rodon's fucking no hitter? No, I like I legitimately can't see this team getting excited. Like it just I can't picture they might, and I'm not saying they won't, but I'm just saying if that were to happen, I can't physic like I can't picture that in my mind. I can't I can't picture anybody on this team getting happy. Everybody just looks fucking miserable to be there all the I time. I think there would just be yeah. a sigh of relief if that happened. That's what Yeah, would be like, happen. "Hey, good job, Garrett. High five. Let's go to the dugout and fucking pout some more because we had to show up to work today." I mean, like the 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 thing that pisses me off the most is because I I mean, I'm watching every Yankees game, but I'm also watching other games every single night. You know, we're watching two baseball games right now as we speak and those games are so much more exciting to watch. Big baseball guys. Like these teams are having fun. There's there's guys making electric plays. You know, Acuna's. Like I watch every Braves game because they're so much fun to watch. He's low key a Braves fan. I'm high key a Braves fan. Dude, did you watch the Dodgers and Padres the other night? Amazing. People are at each other. Like Mookie's so diving fun. across the field. Like, I, I just you can't. I don't envision that happening with the team we have right now. And the Dodgers Padres. Reminds me of like what the Yankees and Red Sox used to be and what I long for it to be again. Can I throw this out here unobjectively? uh, And, you know, like unobjectively, this team has not been the same since Didi was gone. Just saying. I don't think Didi was the thing. Let's push it back a little bit. I think the timing, yeah, you're right, but I don't think Didi was the reason. I don't think talent wise, no. Like, this team's also not the same since Greg Bird left, but we're not saying he's the key to the R of our answers. No, but. Okay, Dare no, no, I'm, I'm saying Larry that's Rothschild. What I'm that's what I'm dead serious. I know, that's I know, what that's what I'm saying the whole time. You're absolutely right. Yeah, because DD was the locker room guy. You get 
you get rid of the guy that, you know, whenever they're in a slump, that's all you would see news articles like, yeah, everybody's pissed off. But in a time of darkness, like the whole team's out here watching Didi fly his drone or like here's Didi dressed up as a fucking pirate, like walking around the clubhouse like everybody's happy. And not, I mean, I'm just making that up. No, he just I, did cool I shit. He, did he, made, he made the cartoons the like every game. Yeah. There's no but thing. I'm just saying, like, like, he's an awesome. One person nothing. at a time. Please. Yeah, you guys are just there's, yelling so, at each other. It's you two. It's you two. Take a breath. Take a deep breath here. We got all well, the time no, in the world. What I was going to say is that we don't have a thing this year. Like, there was always something. Like, you know, we had the thumbs down, savages in the box, let Brett bang. I know it's early in the season. That kind of thing can develop. But the camaraderie is a lot higher when that kind of thing goes on here here's where i think i guess here's here's the thing i feel like that that needs to come you can't really force that comes when you win yeah it comes when you win but i think that the real thing that's missing is i don't see any players stepping up either to take on leadership roles and encouraging these guys you see garrett cole but garrett but garrett cole is just talking you know how do i get better with people around him after he pitches like, I don't know if That's he's I don't I don't know if he's the guy going in there and encouraging people after a game or before a game or you know I, I would assume Aaron Judge is that guy to come out there and inspire people. If if I was a player, I listen to another player before I listen to a coach. Like Aaron Boone's gonna come in here. He he is limited to what he can say because he's a manager. You know, Brian Cashman is limited to what he can say because he's a GM. But when you're a player, you can say whatever the fuck you want to the other players. Have you seen Moneyball? Why are they limited? Billy Bean threw a fucking trash can. Let's do it. Different Let's times. Make that ha- I, hope, I hope that's what happened when Boone was in there. But again, I, was thinking, I, th- I, I was think but you can't, we you can't see. But you can, I, I can't see Aaron Boone or Brian Cashman doing that. That's why I opened the episode saying, oh, I'm Aaron Boone. You guys should really start but, playing better. Like, oh. That's okay. <laughs> that's you, what I'm. That's what I'm saying about Didi, though. Like, it wasn't a, oh, my God, you know, we just had fucking Honus Wagner out there at shortstop. Like, yeah, he was a solid player, but he brought a sense of Honus leadership, a sense of he was fun team. He was he brought a sense of like team camaraderie. People wanted to be there. He was always happy. He could go 0 for 4 with 4Ks and he's still smiling in the dugout. Yeah. Now, if Stanton strikes out twice, he's sitting there in the corner on his phone, like fucking scrolling through Tinder matches. Like it's and like, everybody else is just pouting. And it's like, can you guys fucking show any kind of emotion at all? Any. Yeah. I feel like every everybody is kind of just at the same level of you know, they're all pointing for everyone else to kind of step up. And I feel like a big hole right now that would be filled would be Luke Voigt. I think when Luke Voigt comes back, obviously we can't wait for that. Yeah, I don't think he's enough though. At this I, point. But I'm saying he's know, he's a type of that. he's a type of guy that we need to come in. He makes the, everyone else better. He's a fun guy to watch. He brings everybody up, and he has that kind of team camaraderie in the locker room. He's also a really good fucking player. Listen, he's he's not going to be back for a little while. We talked about it. yes, he and I think he will be the spark. But we need to get. To, to mid-May right. is I'm when saying we're expecting him like to be that. back. People like that. We need to figure something out now. And I don't know who or what or how we're going to do that. And we're not going to necessarily against the easiest stretch. We're starting against the Braves tomorrow. And, you know, Acuna may or may, be, may, may, or may not be in the lineup. But that, regardless of that, they're a better team than we are currently. And maybe just overall. I mean, if Acuna plays, honestly... I hope Acuna plays because that'll be the first exciting baseball game we'll watch. They'll be scoring the runs, but we'll be able to watch a generational talent. And one more thing about Acuna, and I brought this up on other episodes because just a you know hypothesis. I didn't know if this was accurate or not, but I looked around the league. 
all of the stars are playing every day. Mike Trout played every day. Acuna played every day. You know, he left halfway through the game last night. But barring injury, he played every day. Bryce Harper played every day. Mookie Betts, uh, I think he was injured. He, he was, was injured a good day but, or so. But even like injuries aside, though, we're the healthiest we've ever been. We've said that before. And our guys aren't playing every day, not based, not because they physically can't go onto the field because their leg is broken or something. Like they are being held out of the lineup, and that's that is a GM. That is a that is a upper management thing. That is what is the worst part about this team. And you know what? Maybe that is the stem of the whole all evils that is going on here. Because how on earth are you like the first time? Everybody's playing shitty. Everyone's playing shitty. And the way to get out of shitty, we said this before too. The way to get out of a fucking slump is to keep playing and keep swinging. You can't. You don't bench a guy when he's playing horribly. Sometimes you do, but not everybody at the same time. And like, there's no way to get people going again. That's just how you get out of things like this. You hit. What are we going to bench you the did. whole team? Because there's there's like maybe one or two players that are above 200 on this on this team right now that are hitting in their batting average. You, it's just ridiculous. you have to have a rhyme or reason to bench people. You can't just be like, oh, Clint, you, I pulled you out of a hat. You're fucking bench. See ya. Like, if you're going to bench Clint, you got to bench Hicks just as much because he's been just as much the problem if you're gonna bench hicks you gotta bench stan like that's the whole thing if you got if you're gonna bench people there has to be a reason for it or what the fuck kind of message are you sending to the team and there is none because he's just it feels like every day there's a different lineup and boo's just drawing names out of a hat like oh shit yeah and it's not because of injuries it's because of being just shitty and that's what he's doing he's like ah he needs to reset let let him go watch We'll go watch the team for a day. Like, that's not going to help. And the one person he should have benched was Jay Bruce, and he had to bench himself for his life. He just, he just retired. Yeah, he was like, stop playing me, please. <laughs> he literally, We're not the good. one person he should have benched was Jay Bruce, and he decided to bench himself for the rest of his career. I don't know whether or not, I think, to be honest, I think we had a hand to play in that. I, I fully think, I know the rest of Yankee Twitter also bullied him like crazy, and for good reason. He sucked. Not saying anything about the guy, Jay Bruce. Probably a really, really good guy. He seemed very genuine when he retired. And I, I am happy for his whole career. And he can, hope he just rides off into the sunset and has a great life on a lake with Murphy. But I do think we had a, a hand to play in that. Yeah. I mean, I um, put it on um, my resume. I made a 36 year old man retire. I mean, Jay Bruce, Jay Bruce, he, he, I'm saying this like not the exact quote, but he said that. He wanted to retire because he felt like he wasn't playing to the standard that he thought he could be playing at, right? So it took him to realize that he was playing like absolute crap to go and retire because he felt like he wasn't doing enough for himself. He wasn't doing enough for the team. Guess what? His OPS... Everybody else should retire too. If that's his the OPS <laughs> was is 466 this year so far, and he has the most at-bats... He had the most at-bats at the Yankee team during that time. Aaron Hicks has an OPS of 476 this year. Hicks should retire then. So they basically have the same exact um, OPS this year. And one of them is retired. And one of them is our solid three batter and is never going to move and play in center field. How does that make sense? Can we also just talk about for a second that we we held him on. like We didn't call up Mike Ford. And we held a retired guy on the bench for that day. And he was apparently going to come off the bench, but he had no plans to use him. So we just had a retired guy on the bench. Just filling up a spot. Just, that, nothing, that's just Nothing we do makes sense. We're the it's Mets. That's a Mets thing. That's the Metsiest thing I've ever heard. 
Because that's what we, I could see okay, in an alternate universe. We're making fun of the Mets for that. And I could see that. That would make sense if it was Brett Gardner and he decided he wanted to do it. And you're like, okay, you know what? He decided like yesterday, we're going to do it as like, here's an honorable thing. It's Brett Gardner. He's been a Yankee for fucking 250 years. <laughs> well, you know what? We'll, we'll keep him on one for day. day. Exactly. We'll keep it. We'll keep him on there for a day in April. Just as like, I think you. Jay Bruce has been a Yankee for 15 games. Minutes. You know, I, he had a good spring. 15. <laughs> 15 games. And you're going to leave him on the roster for this. Like, he's not a Yankee legend. If any, we talked about the last episode. He is borderline the worst Yankee of all time. He is in the top 10 worst Yankees to ever exist. I mean, it makes no sense. We're, it's we're not even start. a respect thing at that level. It's just, yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah. I mean, it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? We, we, nothing we do makes sense. Yeah. I mean, going back to us just kind of shit in the bed and, you know, uh, having this lineup the way we are, you know, we talked we talk about it before, but this is the healthiest the team has been so far. So let's play every day. Let's, That's what, it. let's play every day. day. Yeah. I was going to say we were talking about it before, but are, are we too healthy right now? Is that we our, is that our healthy. issue? Are we too healthy? Do we? Because I feel like when we were next men up, we were we were four lines banging, we were winning games, we were we were scrapping. We had these guys coming up who wanted to play. We need to fake an injury so that uh, who who's some random guy? Uh, Esteban Florial can come oh, up. Nice. Why is he the first name that comes to mind? I don't know. He felt like the next. Like he's, the, he's been, been the borderline guy every time, and he's, he's a been higher a prospect for twenty years. But okay, he's one of you the MLB ready guys too. So he we need to get hurt. He needs to come up and light it up because the past two years we've won a bunch of games. But it's been the next man up. So I feel like everybody's just like, wait, why am I available in April? I'm, I'm usually not available till June. So maybe that, I mean, I don't know. I was not used to hitting in April. Yeah. Genuinely, let me, I mean, think about it. The next man up works because we have so many egos on this team and so many people that just want to hit home runs. When you have a mixture of people that can do that and then a mixture of the next man up guys who are, Hey, I'm not going to be up here forever. Like I know I've got a two week scent. Maybe I can get a base hit here or there. It works. They don't play selfish. No, they play fundamental baseball because they want to do the best that they can while they're there, which is fun to watch. Everybody that's healthy right now is like, oh well, fuck it. I I go for four or four strikeouts and I'll still be there tomorrow. Might as well try and hit a bomb. It's April. Well, here's the thing, and Murph, you said this too, is that they're trying. I don't know if you said this, but congrats if you did. They're trying to get out of their slumps in one swing, and it's they're pressing way too hard. And you could see it specifically. I see it with Glaber. I mean, Stanton just accidentally hit a home run. That was he. Did, he looked surprised. Also, he was trying to fell out off. And even so, I don't want. I mean, yeah, that home run was nice, and I like runs. But I mean, do something like that is what Stanton is known for doing, and that's what he gets made fun of for doing: home run or strikeout. And we haven't even mentioned too the historic. Home run, the home run, uh, historic strikeout numbers we've been putting up. We've struck out the most in history to this point as a Yankee franchise. I'm not going to read off the rest of them because we've we're breaking records out here, shattering barriers, and it's not in a good way. But the whole team, I feel like, is trying to just break out of the slump in one swing, and that's not the way to do it. That's the way to go even deeper into a slump. And specifically, Glaber, like I was saying, Glaber looks fucking lost to the point where I want to sell his rookie cards. I have a lot of them. And I talked to Damon this morning. I was like, I, I might sell a lot of these cards because he's losing me actual money. So, 
I'm not financially ready for this. I, I, I don't think I'll ever financially <laughs> recover from this. Yeah. Our best offensive player right now is Kyle Higashioka, statistically. I know he hasn't played that many games, but, I mean, that's telling enough. But guess, like, what, guess what kind of player that is? That's the, next, that's the next man up player right there. Exactly. That's a good point. Well, I wish Clint would buy into that as the next man up thing. It's you th- like, you think the starting left fielder... Clint, he doesn't have the opportunity to. If he goes 0 for 4, then he's going to be fucking bitch the next game. Well, that's, Every what, I'm Clint is that's like, exactly what I'm getting at. Clint's like it's the fucking... Between. You guys need Clint to do that. Clint is the same time and talk at the same time. I'm going to let the other guy go and then... I'm going to no, what I was saying is that like he's kind of caught in between. Like he's not the next man up guy because they said he's starting, but he's also not the starter because he's not starting every day. So like, I don't also know. doesn't swing the bat though, ever. Clint is the junior. Bench, Clint is the junior year high school JV player that has all the experience, and he gets called up to varsity for a game. He's like, oh shit, I got to go four for four. I'm getting sent back down to JV tomorrow. Like. That's how he feels like, you know, 0-2 count. Here's a fastball down the middle. Maybe if I watch it, I can walk and not. He's playing to not fuck up, not to play well. He's yeah, yeah. That's if a good that makes sense, which is another, which is what goes back to what you were saying before Chandler last week about everyone playing selfish. Like he's he's playing just to keep playing. Right. He, he like I feel like he's just trying to do his job enough where he's in the starting lineup every day. And then you have other guys who are just trying to play for themselves. And I think that just everyone has their own kind of motive that's not directly related to the entire team doing well. Well, he borderline has to play selfish because right. if, his, if, he, if he's him. not pumping his stat sheet up, then he's actually going to get taken out. So we've talked about we've well, beat him to death and he's not been playing well, but he is also has the shortest legion in the MLB. I wanted to bring up one thing that I saw all over the DMs that we're asking for and just all over Twitter too. Yes, the team's playing horribly bad. Really bad, but a lot of people when I mean that non-existent press conference that happened today were expecting that to be like Boone getting fired or somebody getting fired or anybody getting fired. I don't know why everybody's calling for somebody to get fired. You'd think, like, yes, I'm not the biggest fan of Boone. I don't think a different coach or if a, any other coach, no coach can can fix you from hit, hitting two, 120. Like, you're just playing bad. We're playing bad as a team. It's not just a scapegoat moment where you just get rid of a coach in the first month of the season. Like that won't change anything. Everybody's yep. wanting him to be fired, and then expect the next day that we just show up and like everybody's Mike Trout because y'all, thank God Boone's gone. Like that's not going to change anything. Maybe at the end of the year, I don't know. That's a conversation for another time. But to the people hoping that he would have gotten fired there, that would have made us even worse because then we're going out. The rest of the season, you want to talk about uninspired? Your coach just got fired a month in because you guys played so bad. How how much confidence are you guys going to have going out <laughs> against the Braves and multiple other teams going for? Like I, that's not that would have taken the wind right out of the sails if there was any wind. It's not Boone. It's a flaw in the build of the team, and it has been for year after year after year. The team's good enough to win, but they're not good enough to win the big game, and. I like if you you fire Boone, that's fine. Whatever, like maybe you'll get another guy to hype the team up. But at the end of the day, the team, the way they're playing right now, they haven't convinced me otherwise. And like I've been saying for a couple episodes now, is that they have not convinced me that anything's changed structurally to win a big game. The way, like if if he was going to fire anybody, he needs to look in the mirror. And I'm not saying that I'm not calling for Cashman's job. I'm just saying. 
you can't pinpoint this on an individual coach. It's the way the lineup in this team is structured. When you have one through nine who are either strikeout or home run outside of Higashioka when he plays and maybe Gio and LeMahieu, so three people, and one of them's not even an everyday player, that are not home run or bus guys, that's an awesome recipe to sell tickets because everybody wants to be there for Judge's next 500-foot home run, but it's not a good way to win a World Series. And that's just that's it. That's the bottom line. You can fire who you want. You can hire who you want. But if your one through nine is playing for themselves and playing for the home run title and not to score runs on a day to day basis, then nothing. None of that makes none of that makes a difference. Yeah, and I think that going back to the Boone situation, there there is no reason to even talk about going for his job or firing the guy. Like. There's only so many ways you can orchestrate this lineup. And, you know, I, I will give him the only credit I will ever give him, which is a slice of credit, is that he's trying different things. I won't I don't agree with them. I think they're stupid decisions, but he is trying different things and they're still not working. Like if he was coming up coming up with this crazy formula of, you know, personal catcher here, lefty righty here, and it was working, great, sure, fine. But we've put out our best lineup and we've put out some you know, different variations of that lineup and nothing's working. So you can't really blame the guy for that. He's making the, he's making decisions. There's no decisions that I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like, you know, whatever in, in, in game decisions, right. It's really just like lineup construction. So there's no real reason to go out through his job at this point, at least. Well, that that's well, a big can- deal to me too, but also they, I'm just saying it won't do a thing. Everybody who is calling for his job is just expecting, you know, everything to go back to normal after Boone's gone. Like he's the the cancer that is making us be a bad team. Yeah, it counts for something. And yeah, he makes some decisions that don't really, you know, don't make sense in the lineup. Also, I have a problem with, but it's not going to change anything because at the end of the day, one through nine is all hitting bad. Every one of them. So no matter who you put three, you know, no matter who you put two or one or five or eight, if you're all hitting sub 200, you're all below the Mendoza, it's not going to change a fucking thing in terms of who wins the game. You know what he kind of reminds me of, which I could be way off of him if I'm wrong, just, you know, tell me to go fuck myself, but he kind of reminds me of Joe Madden in his last few years in the Cubs. Like, yeah, you had, you brought in you got brought in with the young core and you're there to build them, build them up, build them up, build them up. And then towards the end, you know, they all kind of have these egos and they're all kind of everything like that. And he's too too nice of a guy, too much of a pushover to actually make something of it. Yeah, they're good enough to coast and get to where they want to go, but they don't have the assertiveness to take the next step. Yeah. No fire under the ass. That, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like I said, I could be way off, but that's kind of what it reminds me of. If we do win a World Series, can't wait to see how bad of a World Series hangover we have. Like it seems like we have a, like a, a catastrophic World Series hangover, and we didn't even get to the World Series. Like that's kind of what it feels like to me. It's like the pieces are there, you know they can do it, and they're just not. But they're like just outside that window. Like they did it, and it's like ah yeah, nobody has the yeah. Like well, any, any team like. I mean, the Dodgers aren't a good example because they're clearly not going through it this year. But, like, you know, the Cubs, for example, like, it was like, oh, it's the World Series hangover. And it's just, uh, it's, just it, it's because it shows uninspired. Like, you're not, when you're on that run and you can see them 
playing inspired baseball to try to win the champ, like win the first World Series in however long for the Cubs, I'm saying. And then all of a sudden, since they got there, then now what? That's kind of what it feels like for us. It's like, now what? But we still don't have the World Series. Exactly. Where is our sense of arrogance? Where the fuck do we have this arrogance from? We haven't won dick since 2009. Nobody on this roster outside of Brett Gardner has tasted real success. Where is where's this sense of arrogance where you don't need to show up every day and look like you have a fire under your ass? I don't get where that came from, personally. And I feel like it's there. Like I feel like this team feels like they're entitled to make a World Series just because everybody says they should. And every year they add a new piece that is supposedly the piece. But it's never it's never well not Darren Otay, but yeah. Nice. Well, here's the first player every, on the team. But right every now. year, every year, it's a new thing. And it's like, oh, we added Garrett Cole. Now they're the World Series favorites. And fucking, according to Vegas, we still are second place to be the World Series favorite or to win the World Series. But wild, by the way, absolutely exactly, but, wild. But where is this sense of entitlement coming from? You haven't won shit since well, 2000 I, you haven't won shit this decade where is this coming from play your ass off if you win a world series and you act like this to start the next year okay but you haven't won shit well i think the big thing here is that most of the people on this team right now have been on the yankees where we've, we've made the playoffs pretty much every year right and when, when, when we do that it's you know, it, it's kind of like we were saying before in this podcast, we expect to be there every year. So the the players just kind of assume that and there's no fire under our ass. You know, we're not the Blue Jays fighting for our life, playing every day like it's our last and trying to make the playoffs for, you know, make a playoff run for the first time in years. You know, it's a it's a whole different um, scenario where the guys who are on here are just used to that and we're OK with that. And then we're just kind of like, all right, we'll figure it out in the playoffs. We got we got Garrett Cole, and he's gonna help us in the playoffs. And all right, who else can help us in the playoffs? Who else can help us? Like, it's just like a constant, you know, who's gonna help us when we get there, and not worrying about how we're getting there. And that's not the mentality that we should really be focusing on. Could not agree more. We suck. Sorry, I was way away from my mic, it, but this feels so like a. Uh, I'm not having fun. No, this isn't fun. This is like a. Uh, not an intervention, but it's got that same kind of feel. It's therapy. It's just, we're, at, we're, doing, we're having a yeah, therapy, therapy session yeah, now. Thank you. Yeah, All right, so like who's, who's, one, who's the first person you think is going to – let's do a little positivity action here. How are we going to do that? Who who do you think is the person who's going to turn it on first? Mark Teixeira. Cool. Somebody from no, the, I'm, the team I'm, that I'm won. Trying to think. I, you know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see DJ like start – I mean, DJ's still hitting not 286. I know he's doing well, and especially compared to everybody else. But if he just like catches fire, I feel like that helps out the whole lineup. Like I think you that just know. really helps Sorry, us out. If he's on base every time. No, you're good. I, I was kind of rambling, but if he's on base a lot, I feel like that helps. I don't know. He's he's one no, of the guys that has been like we expected him to do so much more, and be, even seeing him underperforming is kind of like a whole shit. You know, it's not just the guys who were expecting to just do home run or bust. It's DJ Mayhew too. Dude, DJ is not the problem. But I'm saying but, uh, what, I think but the, what I'm trying he's to not say the problem, but if he goes back to normal, then everything else seems normal. Because yeah, he's I normally Mr. Biggest, reliable. The biggest cog that's not turning right now is Glaber. He's a mid order bat. That's a young guy. He's the guy that you want to be your franchise outside of Judge for five, six, seven, however many years. And he's hitting like 
dog shit and he's pressing like you were saying earlier Rilla, you know he's it, it's clear like it's not he's it's not a timing issue it's not a swing issue it's you know i get down in an o2 count because i'm looking for a fastball down the middle because everybody else is hitting home runs and i'm not it, it goes back to the selfish play and he's sitting there on an o2 count looking to try and hit a home run and he's swinging out of his fucking shoes and missing it by three feet and you're like that's not what got you to your superstar says that's not why you were the top prospect in baseball. You weren't a power hitter to get there. Like just cause you had the one season and the juice ball season where you hit 38 doesn't mean you're Barry bonds. Get back to the fucking basics. Cause when you're hitting the whole team is hitting, that's kind of been a theme for three years now. Whenever Glaber's on the whole team is around him, you know, cause he's a mid order bat and he's the young kind of exciting guy. That's, I think he's the guy. Uh, to, yeah, I think he's the guy we need. To me, as, yeah, as to a, me that, that's the turning point yeah. is him. Whenever he figures it out, and I'm not talking the start of the season where he's one for four with a bloop single. I'm talking the real Glaber, the 2019 playoffs Glaber. Whenever he comes around, that's when you'll see a change in the batting order. Yeah, I don't want to see him get a hit and then it almost look like an accident or he looks surprised. That's what it kind of seems like because, I mean, he hasn't getting any hits. Because, and he actually – Looks just fuck. He looks lost, and he when he's swinging, he's laid on everything. His back foot so I'm not, long. I don't want to get into the like the deep dive into the swing mechanics and stuff like that. But his back foot is coming out, and he's just not even using his lower half. I mean, that's <laughs> when I get into Coach Luke here. But he's just not. He doesn't look like himself. He doesn't look like he's just doing. He, he just looks lost. He looks like a different player, and he's such a young player too. Him same with Clint. And he's not gonna get benched or anything like that the way that Clint did at least. But he's such a he's a young player that that it's so much harder for players like that to just go back to the fundamentals and just play good baseball and just go back to what you like you know you can do and just like stay calm and like stick to your guns. He tries to break out of it in one swing. And when I was saying that before, I was mainly talking about him. Stanton as well, who's just a fucking I, you know, I've been a big Stanton supporter, but he's starting to get very difficult to defend. And it, I know I saw Dan Rourke on Twitter, and he was saying how the contract is starting to become an issue. I, how do you guys currently feel about the Stanton contract? Because I'm starting to be very upset about it. I mean, I've, it's I mean, been long enough. I've never been a fan. You know, check the tapes. I've always been like a hesitant person to talk about Stanton. Hesitant. Because I've never been a huge supporter of Stanton, and and then he like had a couple of games, and then I was like, he's okay. But I, I've never been a big fan of it, and I think it's, I think starting this off season, it's going to start to be causing a lot of issues unless he becomes the next MVP of the league. Especially when Judge needs to be a DH too. Yeah, and like he he just clogging up opportunities for the team. Aside from money, like you know, there's money. That's a whole different thing, but also just his position. I think the money's the biggest thing because without no, with that, with that I, off the, without off the books, we have the opportunity to get other fucking people around him, and he's just clogging well, up. I know, but he also he's also clogging up an entire position. He's the clogging up a thing, lot of things. The big, the worst disservice we did to him and the team was designating him from year one as our DH. He he's a he won a gold glove or was a gold glove finalist, I think in Miami, like, and he was healthier when he was playing in the field every day. And I, I stand by this to this day. That part of the reason that fucks with his health is a sitting on the bench for nine innings and runs four times a game. 
Like you got to keep muscle when you're built like a fucking Greek statue. You got to keep your muscles going or else they're going to tighten up. That's just science. Like I'm not good at science. I'm a fucking retard. I'm just saying like, even I know that like, let him play, let him run around a little bit. Like putting him strictly as year two or year one, just like, Hey, you're a DH. That's it. That's how expensive ass DH like that. That is the biggest disservice they've done to him and the team. And that was a, detriment in my opinion i could be way wrong but that's my thought process just being at the stadium you, I, you feel like there's no energy within the team but the fans are just not having fun i mean we talked about it before they threw the fucking shit on the, the field which i don't even know <laughs> first of all let's talk about that for a second where did they get, get the baseballs from because when i was when i was huh no no one said anything murph has muted himself so when they're just uh, the balls were coming from like the upper deck. I didn't understand where they got baseballs from because they were seriously up there. But that was the first time that I've been at Yankee Stadium and I've actually watched the game by myself. I've, I've never. Well, I went with my friend. I, I didn't go alone, I, and I'm not calling you a loser if you do that. But I've never personally done that before. I might do it in the future. It was actually pretty relaxing. I came back and told Dan about that. It's kind of, it's kind of you know peaceful when you go there alone. But my buddy left because he had enough of the game. And again, it felt like a job watching this team, but I was sitting there alone and there's just people were not having fun there. You're not having fun when you're watching the game regardless, but just the the vibe in the stadium that I usually feel the energy and I know it's reduced capacity, but it was not a good time. Not a good time to be a uh, patron of the Yankees. I want my money back. I'm not buying any more tickets, by the way. Murphy was trying to plan a trip. Chandler, I don't know when you were planning that trip to New York, but I am. I mean, I'm coming regardless. And until further there, notice, I'm not when buying are you, when any more tickets. Chandler, that's ridiculous. I'll I'm be sorry. There that's the, ridiculous. I'll be there. The, I'll be. I'll be there the whole first week of May, and I'm. It's the first series against the Astros in Yankee Stadium since the whole cheating shit. So yeah, I'll we're be going, there. We're, we're going to that. I'll go. Oh yeah, I'll see you there. Yeah, I'm, that's uh, the coming thing I've ever heard. Yeah, what are you talking about? Oh, you're about? unmuted. You're, go. you're unmuted. Nice. I was, it switched my thing, dude. Fuck off. But that's the most ridiculous <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Is that you're not going to go to the games anymore because they're not playing. Like, that's the most Fairweather not, fan bullshit. Uh, oh, my ever God. Heard. Don't even come at me. I, you know, and that's one of my biggest pet peeves about Yankee fans. Is like, oh, my God. Like, you're the, the amount of times that people throw out the word, you're not a real fan because of X, Y, and Z. It's like, I don't want to spend my money in the, in the next week. I'm not buying a ticket to a game because they are currently playing like garbage. Once they win one game, I'll buy another ticket. I didn't actually mean that, Murph. Like I'm not going to buy a ticket for the rest of the fucking season. Just that has got to pay some bills, and it's not going to be pay, using my money for some fucking nonsense. I don't. I don't want to watch this live. I'll watch Look, it. I'll no. watch the games. It's not going to go to fucking 162 of this nonsense. I agree, honest to God. Like I know it's like a fair weather fan thing coming out like yeah, wrote like that. I'm still gonna no, watch. no, no. But it's true. Why? Like you get the sense, and obviously it doesn't last. But for like you know two days, you get the sense of like, why the fuck am I gonna give them my my money if they don't want to? If they don't care to be there, why do I care to be there? I know what you mean. I got your back. It's here. just not. It, I didn't feel the energy in the stadium, Murph. I mean, you haven't gone to a fucking game this year, so imagine him coming at my throat like that. That was nonsense, by the way. You live 15 minutes from the stadium. Okay. 
They don't want to. I've already know, given them a thousand dollars of my fucking money. And Glaber Torres wrong, is ruining my rookie card collection because he sucks. Play better, Glaber. The way you said it did not sound. You guys want to know a funny very... stat? Welcome back. Sure. We have five everyday starters hitting under two hundred right now. Are they all Mario Mendoza? They are worse than Mario Mendoza. Who, who are the, who are the five? Is it? Judge, not Judge, excuse me, Hicks, Stanton, Glaber, Odor, and Frazier. Yeah, sounds, sounds about right. So the power rankings came out. Oh, and God. we're 11, which is honestly, I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I, I would say it's high, but it's not high. That's not how power not rankings are, are made. It's, I mean, we were, we were MLB three last job. time. We were three last time. It's a big drop. It's a big drop. It's a drop well deserved, and I think that's pretty accurate. I think we were, you know, again, it's fifteen games. All right, have we shown signs of promise? Absolutely not. Do we suck? Absolutely. But we are still have a roster that has potential. So I think that's where that eleven comes from. We continue to lose. Obviously, we go down, but I think eleven is a good enough drop from three. You know, you can't drop us twenty five no. fucking. And if you could, we were the Ranks. first team that was going to get dropped that much yeah. for sure. You hit the nail on the head there with something, and Me? that's kind of what I that really? no yes you did. I was Damon. just saying that's nonsense. I, it's no, nonsense. I know, but you did. That's what I've been stressing for like <laughs> a week now. Is so did he say something good? We or deserve not? it now. The team is good, and I'm not con- like you see all the people on Twitter and shit. Like you guys, are fucking morons. Like you know, it's 15 games a season. It's Who seven games a season. People like in general are like, <laughs> why mean. are you guys overreacting? It's Wait, 15 to us? Games. No, yes. Oh, it's kind of mean to or us just or just in general. People are like, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. People are just in general like you guys are idiots. 15 games a season. It's not that. It's not well, it's this. Just been the it, same issues. Well, it's the same issues for four years. It's the long term. That's what I've yeah. been saying the whole time is that, yeah, we're 11 right now. And eventually I'm confident that we'll snap out of it and be back in the top five. But come October, where are we? Yeah. I mean, there, there comes a certain, you know, if if this continues, I think, for another week and a half, then it's I think the panic meter starts to go way up because we're we keep talking about hey we're gonna turn it around and all this kind of stuff but circling back the entire episode in the beginning we we're talking about the division and the, the rays and the blue jays and even the red Sox are all playing you know very well right now and you know those are those are teams that really want to play and really want to be here they're exciting to watch and we can't wait for us to get better than also wait for them to get worse like we we've been we've been saying that we've had a slow start and that's fine, but have they had a slow start? Has they, like has anyone else had a slow start like this in the league? Pe- no, other teams the, we have the second worst record in baseball. Other teams have been able to figure it out this early. So I think oh, after what are you getting at, are you listening? I'm yeah, saying I'm saying you're, after you're getting to a point and there's I don't hear one. I'm saying that after this week, it stops becoming a slow start and starts to start being that we're actually not good. The Yankees are tearing our friendships apart. Was that not clear? I mean, like, I've kind of been saying that all episode. I think we're getting into dangerous territory right now. Just being mean to each other now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're coming at each other's throats. Nothing good. Apart. It's like not, you know how it's like nothing good happens after like two a.m. Two a.m. Yeah, twelve or whatever. Nothing good happens after like 10, 40, 10 40 minutes of a podcast or five and ten records. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is there? Let me throw this out here. Is there a more useless headline than the one I got today after Cashman's press conference of breaking news? Hal Steinbrenner not happy with the team. Not happy with the not happy with the team start. No fucking shit. Breaking news. Me too. (laughs) I don't give a fuck how Hal feels. Breaking news. Anybody that's ever watched the Yankees in the last a hundred years that's still alive to watch them now. Not happy. Whoa. Fuck. Never would have guessed. Man. I mean, it's uh, we have. You know what is kind of. I don't know if you guys are watching the uh, Cardinals game. Yep. Other teams. Perez is throwing it about forty miles an hour right down the middle. Perez. That's dope. Yeah, what's kind of his free agent status looking like? Can we can we get him in the starting rotation? No, no, no. I mean, like he's actually throwing it forty miles an hour. No, like, I he is actually mean, it. can we? No, I actually mean, can we get him in the starting rotation? Because nobody on our team can go four innings and give up less than five anyway. So he didn't give up a run. I don't think so. Boom! There we go. There's our two starter behind Cole. Could have been Mike King. But they decided to no. send him down. He was the issue. Dude. Yeah, no, he was the issue. That's what they sent him down to figure it out because, you know, he was really not a fucking dude. Do we anything. even have 26? Like, don't we have like 24 up right now? Because nobody came up still, right? Well, Since yeah, Bruce? Bruce retired. Yeah. So I, I, right. they, they still, still don't have anybody up. <laughs> Can we talk about that again? That you know what? I just, this just came to my mind. This just came to my mind. Hot take. You want to know what a light of fire, you want to know what a light of fire under this team? Take an established guy. And I'm not saying a judge, but take like Hicks, something, send him down for an assignment. Like, no, because you know they're going to send down <laughs> Frazier. No, I know. I'm if just saying, take getting like, sent down, it's him. No, I'm just saying, take like Hicks and put him in AAA for a week and just be like, hey, look at this. This guy signed a $7 million contract, $70 million contract, and can't fucking figure it out. He's going to go AAA for a week. And I know it's just nobody's on paper. safe. Just see if they can hit the ball. Exactly. Exactly. It's like nobody's safe. Hey, maybe wake up a little bit, huh? You know, let's, Your let's jobs aren't up. guaranteed. No, but that goes exactly. back to the benching thing. I don't want our starters. I mean, Hicks. I'll, I'll bench Hicks. Hicks has just been atrocious. And going forward when the series starts tomorrow, I, w- I would like to see Talkman in center. We haven't mentioned that yet. I would like to see Talkman just because that. just because he's been playing well when he's got the chances. And like maybe, just maybe, like we, we talked about it before, you know, then we need the next man up. That was kind of a joke, but like, a little new blood in, in places where we don't have solidified, bona fide, like, oh, why isn't he starting type of guy? Like, if Hicks wasn't in the lineup one day, I'm not upset. If Judge isn't in the lineup, I'm furious. If Stan, for as bad as he's been, he's also one of our best hitters. So he's got to be in the lineup too. He's also the DH. Those guys, when they're out of the lineup, I'm mad. If Hicks were to not get, that's that's where the benching comes into play. And for whatever reason, He's only been benched once. He should have been benched like 17 separate times or just stayed down until, you know, Talkman plays bad. And maybe that, that's a situation where, you know, Talkman came up when Clint, he was pushing Clint down and Talkman played well, like the best Mike T in baseball. Maybe you get lightning in a bottle and all it takes is one guy to sh- say, hey, guys, look, it can be done. We can, we can energize this team. And maybe when one guy starts playing well, he passes the baton to another guy. And I guess we're getting, you know, positive here at the end of the episode. If you made it to this point, we might need it. We all need some positivity at this point. But I'd be really, honestly, looking at the lineups tomorrow, I'd be I'd be mad if Talkman's not in center, to be honest. You said I think something the there. 
Go ahead, Murph. I'll go next. You guys are the worst. I was just going to say, want, I think I want talking, you to take it over. You said go ahead, then you kept talking over yeah. him. No, I, was, <laughs> I was telling, I was elaborating on go ahead. Go ahead, Murph. I, I was just going to say, I think Talkman's like kind of has been the epitome of the next man up guy. Like when we needed it couple, last couple of years, he's been up there and he's one of the few guys that I think is playing pretty inspired. Like he's been stealing bases and the few chances he gets to pinch run, you know, he's been, he hasn't looked flat, obviously hasn't been in the lineup enough to like really tell but i think he, that would be a good little jolt have yeah. him start in center i think that's a great idea and dude it's like it's like the comparison i would make this team right now looks like you know the nba versus college basketball the nba has already been breaded up and paid so they don't really give a fuck they're uninspired until the playoffs start or something like that if you even care about getting ring because you already got a bag in your hand the college basketball players are playing for their fucking careers, for the, the futures ahead of them, so they need to play inspired, like we've been talking about and preaching this entire episode. Talkman doesn't have a guaranteed contract for the next couple years where he's just set for life. Talkman needs to make a name for himself, and maybe maybe those are the guys that we need because they're going to actually play inspired baseball. And guys like Talkman, maybe not so much guys like Rufnet Odor. He kind of sucks dick, and people, honestly, when I looked at the numbers, he... I was actually surprised. I mean, he has been playing awful, but his numbers were even worse than I thought because he got a few big hits. So it kind of like makes it feel like he's doing a little better than he is. But we need guys like that, dude. Higgy, we need those guys to step up and show the rest of the guys like, hey, it can be done. And then I think everything else kind of will fall into place. It's not going to be an overnight thing, but I think, listen, baseball is a game of streaks. We're on a five-game losing streak. You, You win the day. You move on to the next day. One guy gets a hit. One guy gets a big home run. We need just like one walk off against. I and honestly, that'd be cool. Maybe one one other thing that I've been talking about before is I'm just excited to play some new blood. And we it's, yes, it's still in the East, and we still played them last year, but we didn't play them that much. So maybe it's good to get out of the division for the first time. That's fun. And then eventually, when we start playing other teams like the Royals, like maybe that's the change of pace we need to have just because we haven't played teams these teams in a year. So I don't know. So kind of onto what you said originally before I so rudely interrupted Murphy um, was that you were talking about the lineup changes, whatever. And it's kind of something I've noticed that, yeah, you want to mix up the lineup, but all of our lineup changes are just like flipping judge and Stanton who are the same hitter. So that frustrates me in general. Like, Oh yeah, shit. We can't hit. We need a mix up. Let's put the same exact carbon copy guy in second, and we'll just flip him, and it'll be all be good. No, that just doesn't work. Just no. Like it's more no. of the same. Yeah, exactly. And then number two, which is a whole separate discussion on itself, and it kind of when you talked about Odor, it reminded me of it. Was what in the fuck happened to like little league level defense? That is a huge. That scares me. That's a huge issue, and that's why they look so uninspired is because, like, routine, tailor-made double play. Here we go. Flip to second. Odor, mm, I could hit the glove, or I could throw it 16 rows deep. Boom. See in fucking section 208. Like, what in the hell are you doing? Like, That'd these are routine. Throw. I know. That's what I'm saying. These are, these are – we're shitting away routine plays. Like nobody's it's just like a mental thing for half of them defensively. It's like, what are you doing? Like nobody's there. Like 
you're booting ground balls, you're booting bloopers in center field, you're kicking balls around. Like it's just what like what in the fuck are you doing? That's why I'm not concerned for the short term, because obviously if you're a major league player, you can make those plays. But it's just like at the end of the day, like, can you fucking lock in? Hit a cut and it's like it's like, things that aren't even it's routine based. No, yeah, it isn't even like the plays. Like I get Glaber, I don't get it. But Glaber, when you make when you boot one and you make an error, that'll happen if you're not a great defender. It's the things like Clint just not hitting a cut and he just airmails one to the middle of the mound where the like where the pitcher is. Like things like that. This is the sloppiest I've ever seen in my life. This that's is the like worst that's the icing on seen. the cake. It's like you were already playing like shit. We're already not running routine. We're not already making routine plays, and then we're just airmailing the ball. <laughs> Like I, fucking I mean, pull pull your shoes to get pull together. There are there are points where you know we joke and we say like I could play first and I could do all these things. Some of these things I could literally do, like hit a cut, and, and not only hit a cut, just not miss a cut every time. Like one of these times, I would be able to figure it out. <laughs> They're missing the cut and missing these random plays and booting things every time, and that's just a microcosm of the way that people are. Is the mentality right now, and I think it starts with Mike talk, Talkman. <laughs> He's the savior. He's the saving Mike grace Talkman's for this team. The savior. Imagine, and we, we, if we told ourselves that on April nineteenth, Monday night, we were talking about the Yankees, and we were like, Mike Talkman is going to be the saving grace. Did we even give him a roll call episode? No, I don't think no, so. He he got lumped in when the <laughs> like left-handed bat episode. And even in that, he was an afterthought. And yeah. uh, th- looking back to that episode, one of the bat- lefty bat competition actually, there's Jay Bruce. And all Mike four Tucker. of them are not on the on the in the ro- on the roster. Dietrich no. Bruce Ford is not on the roster. Yeah, I'm assuming Ford will be back. <laughs> Bruce retired. Talkman is on the Guardy. roster, but he will. And Guardy was no, he wasn't on that. We actually forgot he wasn't in that. Role. We forgot to do his role. I think we're left with Odor. Actually. Think about it. I think Talkman got his own episode, which at the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter. It wasn't a long one. It was like one of the 12-minute ones just to satisfy a roll call spot. But either way. Let's win a game. Let's start start small. Let's start small. Let's win one game. You think we can? Maybe win win a series. How about that? No, no, no. Let's not push it. Let's not push it. Let's just win a game. How about that? It's a two-gamer. If we if we win one of these games, preferably the first one, I'll be happy. If JMO if JMO wins the first game, give him a little confidence, get him going, go into the next great. game. That and it all starts with one. And he's a guy who needs to pick it up. He's he's one of those guys that has something to prove, and he's one of those guys that can be. And he's a starting pitcher, but he could he could fall into that next man up mentality where he's got something to like prove. That. So if he starts it up hot tomorrow, good things are coming. Agreed. Fully, no. Fully agree. That was forced. No, actually, I kind of thought that was funny. I actually (laughs) give you that. You said good things are coming. (laughs) No, didn't you say good things are coming up tomorrow? Like, yeah, you did. Oh, did I say that? Okay, good things are coming up. What was that? No, that was a good one. I mean, I'm gonna give it a nine just because I think they're like, I'm like the ten has to be like that perfect one. No, I stop and completely acknowledge it. I know that's kind of what we did now, but so I'll give you a nine though. That was that was that was good. I didn't realize what I said, but that was funny. I, w- I wish he said cool. something else that was a little bit dirty so I could do a double, <laughs> double one on him. I was going to say something been, else before we, before we shut this down. Um, oh, yeah. At what, at what point, does this, if this continues, do we start to uh, talk about open tree outs? Like, <laughs> Murph, like, like you in, said, like when, when, you, when you came at me and said that I'm 15 minutes from the stadium, 
maybe they could use a guy with that kind of. Uh, you know, I, can, I can be up. I'm not Rookie commuting for. I'm not commuting for an hour. I'm fresh. I'm ready to go. Haven't played open in a couple tryouts. of years, so it's, yeah, open tryouts. Vince Papale, maybe a little bit always sunny in Philadelphia. I'll be the fucking. I don't know. I think, I think everybody's you, spot is happen, available. You would need to. You would need a trip on a baseball like Henry Rottenberger, and all of a sudden start gassing <laughs> him at 103. When Rolling that happens, and maybe. dude, everybody's spots available except Darren O'Day's at this point. Dude, that silver fox about, is not going to be taken out. How about a mid-season trade for once? Hey, like, that's that, that actually that was being thrown around we, on we Twitter all the time. Door. What do you mean? That was a blockbuster. Yeah, no, dude. I'm serious. Like, no, I'm not saying trade like Stanton. I'm just saying, how about I a wish. trade that actually that's actually worth something for once? Like, maybe that's what we need. Every year we get to the deadline and you see the rumors for like six hours. Oh, Yankees are going to go get fucking Luis Castillo. How about pull the trigger on it? At this maybe, point, we might be sellers. Yeah, let's just maybe. Yeah. No, you know, I'm assuming the best and that we figure it out how to play fundamental baseball and not look like fucking T-ball players anymore. And we get to the deadline and we look like a semi-competent baseball. How, how about how about we pull the trigger on a Luis Castillo or something like that? Then I'll feel good. That's what we need. That's what I think we need. of all the years, this is I the year those, we need. I think those are the deadline deals, though. Those aren't going to happen anytime soon. I literally just said that we should do that at the deadline. He oh, did, okay. He did I, say I, that. Merce playing yeah. Candy Crush, so he's not paying attention. I told you to do that. Type baseball. Lights are on. Don't be the home. show. What are you playing? <laughs> oh, I'm not even on my phone. I was you were on your phone. Watching. You were playing some game. You were. I word for word said, "How about a deadline deal?" Merce yeah, loves yeah, games. I, I don't really. I don't really I like just, that. No, you just said like, how about a deadline? Like a trade. Well, then why are we talking about it now? It's May. Because I said, "How?" I said, "How about a deadline trade?" You said, "I don't really know about that, but how about a deadline trade?" You did say that. That did happen. That's that's our cue to end the episode. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed that. It was pretty much just a therapy session for us. So hope you guys got some kind of you know peace out of talking through our problems like that. Never actually been to therapy. I guess this is what it feels like, right? Probably not. Eh, it's probably a little more serious than this. We're talking about a baseball team that has no bearing on our lives. So I'll do a case study and go to therapy and just talk about the Yankees for an hour. <laughs> See which made see which made you feel better. Yes, sir. Doctor, this is the control group. So, what's your problem? Yeah, um, <laughs> I've been watching Yankee baseball every day, and I want to jump off my balcony. That's I think the they'd problem. understand. They'd be like, "Oh, wow, really?" If they're a Yankees fan. They would tell yeah. me more. All right. So, if you made it this far, I don't know how you did, but thank you. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, these episodes are always, as always. As of recent, actually, we figured out technology. So we've actually been great with the technology, boys. <laughs> and everything not, craps out right now. It, but yeah. No, but every episode is now on YouTube, and we have been doing them live on Periscope, which is Twitter. Uh, if you're an audio-only person, it's pretty fun, the video side of things, but we get it, you know. But if you're on the audio-only, give us a five-star rating review. Uh, yeah, appreciate you guys. See you guys next time. Hopefully the Yankees start winning. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya. times that you feel down about your life is when you step it up. Step it up. I use everything that hurt me just to tell them you can't mess with us. Mess with us. If you act like you don't want to be up next and don't get next to us. Step it up. Can't you see I brought the gang? I think you got another check to cut. Check to cut.
Cause once they think you at your lowest, it's a time you gotta stop I it. I could never hate, that's not in my heart. 50k, okay. VV spotlight when I'm in the dark. How the fuck we gon' run this up? Used to sell a script, now we wrote that bitch. Shoot a movie star on one of us. Cash me out, this year for my bros. I never got to hit the rim. Talking too far overdue. It's for us, just get this win, yeah. All this though, we be smoking out the section. All them pills waking up is such a blessing, cause I. Waking up, I'm blessed, I'm still alive Used to pray that I'd be dead Now I pray it never dies, I'm good And can't believe it, base all times is bad Wanna hit the store and go For all the things we didn't have I really used to mess it up Really, really used to Burn everything that's in my side I just ignited, I can't stress enough I can't, yeah. That all those times that you feel down about your life Is when you step it up Step it up I use everything that hurt me just to tell them you can't mess with us Mess with us If you act like you don't wanna be up next and don't connect to us Step it up Can't you see I brought the gang? I think you got another check to cut Check to cut Cause once they think you at your lowest, that's the time you look If you like talking around, don't get next to me She talk on that loud, I stay quiet, baby, that's that recipe Show the best of me, it's that asshole, it's that neck for me We ride Prada for problems, go ahead and test the team, go ahead If I don't like the crowd, you know I'm heading out Scratch it on my circle, what I dread about, yeah I popped the bean, that's why I'm not in it can't believe we made it out, we barely got it in Look, waking up, I'm blessed, I'm still alive Used to pray that I'd be dead, now I pray it never dies I'm good, and can't believe that base all times is bad Wanna hit the store and go, for all the things we didn't have I really used to mess it up, really, really used to Burn everything that's in my side, I just ignited I can't stress enough that all those times that you feel down about your life is when you step it up Step it up I use everything that hurt me just to tell them you can't mess with us Mess with us If you act like you don't wanna be up next and don't connect to us Step it up Can't you see I brought the gang? I think you got another check to cut Check to cut Cause once they think you at your lowest, that's the time you gotta step it up